heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, as the world can see now with the horrendous acts of violence and terror that has happened in Israel and Gaza, the world can surely see that the enemy is terrorism and the enemy would be this brand of Islam that is uh, being propagated from the Ayatollahs and Iran. Understanding the enemy in this fight is critical. And there, there are so many components of this, and many of them are, as I was speaking to you yesterday, is that our government, in many cases, is funding all sides of this war. And we'll talk about that today more. But, you know, this whole idea of sending in humanitarian aid is, is questionable because they're putting out the face that they're helping the Palestinians and of course, Israel said, yeah, no problem. We'll back down. Egypt agreed to let it go in. Okay, fine. But we're talking, this is about $100 million in aid that Biden has suggested to send in. And where do you think that aid is going to go exactly? It will go to the terrorists first. And there's nothing they can do to stop that. They act like they have complete control over it. They don't. But it's the same thing with money. They send and they fund all of this. Uh, and that they fund also Iran. And this is really one of the big problems of our government. They're not willing, they're not willing to have the courage. They're not willing to take the stand. Until we fight and understand the head of the snake here, which is the Ayatollahs in Iran. And when the Iranian revolution happened back in 1979, all bets were off. It changed everything. In the meantime, they've built up a worldwide structure of terror in their plans, uh, and their plans are, are are global. They're global. It's it's to create a World War III and take over the world. And people are just not willing to admit what has become very obvious. There's an interesting interview today you're going to hear with a young man who is the son of a Hamas leader. Uh, his name is Mossab Hassan Youssef. Uh, Mossab Hassan Youssef. Very well-spoken, very interesting. And I'm breaking this down into two parts. Each part is about three minutes or so. And I want to do that in the backdrop, and then we'll have expertise on, and we'll talk about uh, what this young man is sharing with the world and you know, here's the thing. If you're going to believe anybody, you surely got to believe somebody from the inside of this thing. And you have to believe somebody with a lot to lose. And he is uh, looking for refuge now in the United States. Uh, clearly, he is a marked man. And, uh, and he has come out against this movement, against terror and against his family, against his own blood. So this is a courageous move of this man. And he knows he was born into this. He understands what it, he is now converted to Christianity. Uh, this would be an apostate at the highest order. And this would be on their death 
list for sure. Uh, welcome in here, my fellow Americans, uh, to the voice of a nation. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here as we continue to talk about this uh, worldwide terror and peel this thing back for everybody to understand. Our goal on this broadcast is to really have bigger conversations and, as you heard in the last many days, dive much deeper into topics that others will dare to go because they don't talk truth. Uh, that And so that's the difference here. Today, this is a very purposeful program, very educational. You'll get a lot out of this next hour. This is a broadcast you will need to share and with as many people as you can around the globe. You'll want to get this out to folks with the expertise we have on here and the knowledge you'll get from these conversations today to understand this fight and to understand what the stakes are. It's important that we educate our fellow man. So uh, let's get started now. And I wanna start with this uh, again, we're gonna go right to this interview now. Mossab Hassan Youssef, he is the son of a Hamas leader and he's denouncing all of this. And in in this interview, the, the interviewee, uh, it will be a, uh, you may or may not know, Brian Kilmeade is doing the interview in here. He does a pretty good job. Uh, let's listen in now uh, to the first part of this broadcast where he talks about, talks about the humanitarian aid and much, much more uh, to Hamas in Gaza. Here we go. Our next guest grew up on the West Bank, where his father was a founding member of Hamas. He was groomed to take a senior role before he turned on the terrorist group in prison. Spying for Israel now, converting to Christianity, and ultimately seeking asylum in the U.S. Masab Hassan returns to us now, as he came a few years ago. And now we got more than ever. Masab, it's great to see you. We'd love to know the insight of this group and how they were able to pull off what they did October 7th. Uh, you know, I was born at the heart of Hamas leadership. You know, and I know them very well. Uh, they don't care for the Palestinian people. They don't regard uh, the human life. And uh, I saw their brutality firsthand uh, back in 1996 when I spent about a year and a half in Megiddo prison. You know, they killed so many Palestinian people at that time. And this is when I decided that I, I cannot be together with this uh, movement. In fact, I asked myself a question. What if they become a ruling party at some point? What will they do? If they succeed in destroying Israel and building their state, what will they do? They will kill our people. And this was the first question, you know, that actually I had to be honest with myself, even though Hamas gave me advantages. You know, I was like a prince in that world. And but I did not like them, you know, and uh, I turned against uh, even my own blood, you know, because this is how much I did not like Hamas. And today, 25 years later, they are the rulers of Gaza and we see what they are capable of doing. We saw what happened October 7th. We saw them uh, uh, do what they did to Holocaust victims. They have now over 200 hostages, uh, murdered babies in their cribs, and we see the horror of what they're capable of. Now they've retreated back to Gaza, and a, a ground incursion is about to happen. Would you recommend Israel do this, and what will they find when they go in? Okay, first of all, we need to evacuate civilians as much as we can. You know, this is an ugly war, and Israel did not start it. Hamas did. First of all, we need to encourage civilians to go into Egypt, possibly women and children, maybe men over 50 years old. These need to get out of the picture. 
you know, then the strip need to be cut two pieces, north and south, two parts. The northern part, this is where most of the tunnels are. They, we need to have a solid siege, okay, for long enough to deplete the enemy and to starve them. After that, we may need to explore using gas. This is like sounds horrible, but I don't see any other option. The tunnels are interconnected and gas could be one of the solutions, but this has to be in the right time. We cannot just rush into Gaza. You know, there is no modern army that is prepared for this type of war. And most importantly, we need to get the civilians out of the picture. As long as there are civilians there, right. then the operation might be incomplete. But Masab, you also say it's it's almost impossible for us to give aid to the Gaza Strip. A hundred million dollars we're about to give them and keep it away from Hamas. Don't you you agree that that can't work? Look, after we destroy the tunnels, we need to uh, uh, finish Hamas rule in Gaza Strip. This is priority number one. Then we need to replace the regime. Could be the Palestinian Authority, could be the Egyptian government, could be Arab League uh, force. Uh, we need to replace their uh, uh, rule in Gaza. After that, we can talk about aid. But as of now, sending any aid right. is a mistake. Okay, what a riveting interview uh, with this young man, Moshav Hassan Youssef. Uh, uh, IQ Alvarezuli joins me now. IQ is an Iraqi exile, Arabic speaker, scholar, author, written books on the topic, has dedicated his life to uh, getting the truth out there in many, many ways. IQ, this, this young man here, very courageous. Uh, let's break it apart a little bit. He talks about uh, the the north and the south and a ground invasion. He says, cannot rush into Gaza. You got to get the civilians out of the picture first, that there's no army, there's no standing army today that would be prepared for this kind of a fight, is what he's saying. And he goes further then, he talks about breaks it up into the north and the south. But first he says, get the civilians out of there, no humanitarian aid whatsoever. Uh, and starve the enemy. What do you say to all that first? First of all, he is absolutely right. And the Israelis are doing that anyway. They are. That's why they told over a, almost a million people to leave Gaza. Because the, the intention of the Israeli army is not to kill civilians. The intention is to exterminate the vermin of Hamas. Now, he also mentioned, I think, gas. Yes, they will have to use gas. You're talking about in the tunnels now. Yes, he did yes. say that. He said yes. to use gas in the tunnels at the right time, he said, to let that go, to get rid of them, right? Yes. You, you see, you can't fight an enemy like that in the tunnels. They have it all wired up with explosives, with movie traps. Israel would lose 10,000 soldiers doing this. When you find the tunnels, blow them up by remote control or by, uh, what do you call it? Robots. Robots are the best. You let them go in and blow them up. He says no humanitarian aid, but yet we we already have it on the ground there, actually. Egypt agreed to let them in, uh, and uh, Biden is sending... I mean, you heard the numbers even there, and it is. It's about $100 million. That's a lot of money of aid yeah, but uh, that is being sent that, in. With all due respect, he's not giving it to Hamas. The $100 million is the humanitarian aid that will 
go to the border. The question is, after it goes into Gaza, who will take it? Invariably, Hamas takes it. Well, that's what I'm saying, and that's exactly what this young man is saying. So this is a wrong move, then, to send humanitarian aid to the civilians right now. Sounds like a bad calculus. But, I mean, you can't have the civilians starving to death. They have no food. Well, but what he's saying is to get the civilians out of there, not to send the aid in. So you disagree with this Nobody will take the civilians out. No Arab country will take a single one of the Palestinians. No Muslim country. No, maybe, maybe Muslim countries in Asia will take them. But nobody will take a Palestinian. Egypt said no. Jordan 100% said no. And Turkey said no. Yeah. Now the question, those who support Hamas, why are the Arabs and the Muslims refusing to take the Palestinians? They aren't people. They're Arab. They speak Arabic and they're Muslims. So why, why, why is that? You answer that question. Why is that? Why aren't they asking the question? Instead of supporting Hamas, why are the Arabs, their own kith and kin, not taking them? Because they're terrorists. And they uh, know they will destabilize them. Now, hold on. You say, hold, slow down now. You say there's ter- they're terrorists. Now, I, I want to understand this because this, this is where things get a little murky and, and a lot of gray area here. We consistently talk about the Palestinian people, and then we talk about Hamas as a terrorist group. They're, they're trying to define them as separate entities. But you're kind of combining them now. Go ahead. How can they be a separate entity? Hamas is part and parcel of the Palestinian people. All I'm saying is, just because some of them escaped and went out and they didn't volunteer to to war, it doesn't mean they're not sleepers. It doesn't mean that at all. Right. So then if, if we're right on this now, then you're saying that entire breadth of the Palestinian people is is dangerous and could potentially be corrupt. They are indoctrinated, for God's sake. They, have, they are the ones who elected Hamas. They are still supporting Hamas, even though they are suffering like hell. Why are they supporting Hamas? Right. Because they are Muslims. Right. Well, a lot of these people think they have, they think in their minds they have no other alternative. And of course, as you say, it's been indoctrinated and they've been, this has been beat into their brains, basically. And Hamas is a terror group, obviously. Uh, They had alternatives. They had 75 years of alternatives. Yeah, yeah. Question. I want Americans to think in their brain. Between 1948 and 1967, 19 years, there were no Jews and there was no occupation. Why didn't the Palestinians create a state? 19 years. In the meantime, in 75 years, with 950,000 Jews from Arab and Muslim countries who came as refugees and the United Nations didn't help with a dime, the Palestinians received billions well, of dollars over 74 years. Let's point out as well that Iran uh, seized the opportunity uh, and they seized, they took Hamas and they funded it heavily, heavily, heavily funded it. I mean, they give them all their money. I mean, it's huge sums of money. And they give them this money to be their fighters, to be their proxy terrorist group, same as Hezbollah to the north. That is that is the point here. Uh, so they got taken over fully by Iran. Iran is the head of the snake, right? Correct. We agree. Everybody knows the head of the snake is Iran. We know that. Sure. Or we should know that. But look what's happening. 
Yeah. The European Union negotiating with them. That's the right. Americans well, our own countries negotiated with them. And, and okay, at, so well, how are you trying to defeat the enemy when you're negotiating? Well, in the bigger the money, I want to know. The bigger problem is, IQ, is that, as I stated the other day uh, to our listeners, is that they act or treat the Ayatollahs in Iran and, and, and the Shia population like they're rational people, like they're rational thinkers. They're not rational. They're inhumane. They're corrupt. They're animals. There's nothing rational about the thing, but they treat them on the world stage like they're rational world players. That's that's the problem here, is it not? But you had experiences. The bombing in Beirut killed 256 Marines. Exactly. Who did it? Iran. Yeah. Everybody knew it was Iran. Yeah. But nobody did anything. They have been the animal of terror all the way through. We're still negotiating with them today like we did 10, 20 years ago, like they're rational thinkers. And they're not. They just want to kill us. They want to kill us. Let me explain to the American people. I mean, I know the Western mind cannot absorb what I'm telling them. But that will be your stupidity, not mine. You cannot negotiate with Islam because Islam does not want to negotiate with you. And when they negotiate with you, it is in the Islamic character. It's, it's in the Quran. It tells you a Muslim can sign any treaty with the infidel. Who is the infidel? A non-Muslim. But that doesn't mean they mean it. They will wait until they regroup and kill the people who signed the contract with them. Right. This is exactly what Muhammad did with Mac in Mecca. But yet they are, but they're signing contracts, they're signing agreements, they're treating them like they are, as I say, as they're rational players on the world stage, they are not. I want to go a little further with the Palestinian people like you. I want to ask you this. Within these other countries, give listeners a, a, a sense. The Palestinian people uh, are in many other countries. Uh, talk about that point, please. Question. Where in history will you find the name Palestine and the Palestinian people? I will pay anybody $200,000 if they can name one single king of a state called Palestine in 6,000 years of history of the Middle East. They were made up either by the KGB or somebody else in 1964. This is a fact. If you want to study it, it's a fact. If you, don't, if you want to have a mythi mythical idea, that's another story, but it's a fact. Before 1964, nobody ever knew there was a Palestinian people in the Palestinian state. In fact, the people in Palestine who were Arab never called themselves Palestinians. They always were proud to say they are Arabs. This is also a fact. It's historically recorded. It's not figment, my imagination. It's a reality. So when you speak about Palestinian people as if they existed, this never happened. They never existed. Now, now let, let's take it further now. Let's take it further. Everything is understood what you just said. We, we, we got that, okay? This, uh, this term, the Palestinian people, that they are being called, they are actually being uh, branded and propagated in the media as an underdog, as an underdog, the Palestinian people, that they are victims Let's. I don't need to argue back. You don't need to argue back with me as to why they're not. We understand what Hamas has done here and what the Palestinian people have done. You don't have to convince me. Let me just stop you right there because I know I know you enough to know 
you'll come back and slam the messenger here. I want to move the ball along and talk about these are people that are called the Palestinian people. Whether you like it or not, or whether they didn't have a name 40 years ago is irrelevant right now. That's what they're being called, and they are the underdog in this fight, that they're being branded that way from the media. So I'm getting to the core of the problem here. So my, my question back to you is what I want to understand. This so-called Palestinian people, which you pointed out, is a myth. I get it. They're not just in Gaza. They're in other countries. They're Arabs in other countries. What constitutes those people? How many are there in other countries? And what constitutes this particular form or brand of Arab to be called a Palestinian? Any idea? Uh, let, me, let me answer you. There used to be hundreds of thousands of Palestinians in Iraq. They chucked them out. Hundreds of thousands in Kuwait. They betrayed Kuwait. They chucked them out. Hundreds of thousands in Saudi Arabia. They betrayed Saudi Arabia. They chucked them out. Most of the Palestinians now are in the West and in America. Who do you think is demonstrating? Hmm. Who do you think is demonstrating? Right. You're, Palestinians. You're, yeah, yeah. Palestinians. There are Arabs who are called Palestinian. They wear the Palestinian flag. Never existed. Never existed. There was never a state and the people called Palestinians. Yeah, yeah. This is a big problem. What we're talking about right now is, 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 is vital. And you bring up a very, a very good point there that these and think about this these massive protests that are out there now and they're they're significant they're throughout the colleges they were in the capitol building over the last couple of days just making a mockery out of the whole thing these congresswomen are out of control they're being asked to resign other senators and others are calling them out even chuck schumer the the democrat uh, uh leader in the senate has come out and very carefully now chooses his words carefully, but saying, calling those people out within the leadership, saying, no, that's not correct. So, but yet they're very careful, uh, even when like Pelosi is questioned or others are questioned, they're not uh, coming out against them specifically. But again, uprising throughout the Capitol buildings, uprising in the campuses. You bring up an interesting point. We are talking about where are the Palestinians now. Now, let, let's think about this a moment, please. Just, just, I like to slow these moments down because you're talking about these Palestinians have been removed from a lot of other countries like Iraq. They're still in some countries. I don't know what the percentage is. There's quite a few in Jordan, is there not? Most of them are in the West. You, you still can't. How, why would they go anywhere else? The only places they could go is where they could work. Kuwait gave them work. So the oh, Arab, the Arab, Arab, the, you have about 300,000 of them in Jordan. What's the logical reason that listeners should understand as to why these other Arab countries did not want the Palestinians? Why? Because they don't trust them. They betray people. They have no loyalty to anybody. They have no loyalty to, to each other. Look, Hamas is on, in Gaza, hates the people who are running the show in West Bank, and vice versa. They had 75 years to make a state, 75 years. In each case, they stopped the negotiations yeah. and turned to violence. Okay. 75 right. years, but in the yeah. meantime, 75 years, Israel became one of the most right. powerful nations. More, no, not only, we're not discussing militarily, I'm talking about intellectually, Understood. In, the, in the world. Yeah, yeah. All right, we have Shia, we have Sunni. 
this group that you're talking about that are throughout the Gaza and in the West, as you say, and uh, 300,000 or so minimum, Georgia, Jordan, okay. The Shia, you will find them with Hezbollah in the north. The Sunnis, but for Iran, she will support the Sunnis as long as they're fighting Israel on her behalf. So what is Hamas? Hamas is Sunni. Okay, so they are Sunni. There you go. Sunni to the south, Shia to the north. Shia in the north in uh, in Lebanon. Yeah, understood. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, right, Shia there, but Sunni is Hamas, right? Sunni is Hamas. Okay, and Iran is supporting. They're using uh, again. So isn't that interesting? Uh, IQ. They've got these two massive terrorist groups. They have a whole lot more than that as well. But these two right on the side of Israel. One is Sunni. One is Shia. P pretty brilliant, isn't it? Of look, Iran will not get involved directly. Why should they lose any of their human being assets when somebody else will lose their own assets? Mm -hmm. They are using Hamas to die on their behalf, and they're using Hezbollah to die on their behalf. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. That's what I just said. It's brilliant. It's perfect. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're using it all of this. Yeah. It's a proxy war. Right. They don't get involved. Right. So, right. so with all of that, uh, going back to this young man, Mossab Hassan Youssef here, um, so he talks about the tunnels again, starting the enemy, using eventually using gas in the tunnels at the right time to crush them. Uh, can't rush into Gaza, he says. Got to get the civilians out of the picture. He says no humanitarian aid to Gaza. You say we should send the humanitarian aid right now or they're going to starve to death. So you would disagree with that point that he says. It depends what you mean by humanitarian aid. This is such a gigantic thing. We are not Hamas. We are not beasts like Hamas. It doesn't make me happy to see Arabs, children, boys and girls shaking with fear, running away from the bombs from Israel. We are human beings. Hamas is not a human being. They are degenerate human mutants. They're not a human being. Please, I want this to register. Hamas and all terrorist organizations are degenerate human mutants. So you've got to give them food. You've got to give them some shelter. How do you do that? How do you do that? I'm not thinking of the men. The men are all guilty, all of them. Well, how, how they do that is, I can only tell you what's been done, what's factual. The Biden administration has agreed to send in $100 million of humanitarian aid. That is a lot of money, my friend. What the hell it makes up of that humanitarian aid, I have no idea. They'll put it out as food and water. But, you know, it's a hell of a lot more than food and water for $100 million. I got news for you. What else is in there? God only knows. Uh, yeah. Others have said that Hamas is going to seize that. Do you think they will seize that or do you think they will let that get to the right people? I have no idea. I don't know how they're going to do it. If I was doing the administration, it will go to Gaza. It go to. I will monitor everything. I would be doing the monitoring of everything, the distribution. Everything will not go to anybody else except myself. Well, uh, sure, but let's be real. Hamas well, controls the I entire. Let's be real. That means we squandered. Hamas will take most of it. 
A hundred percent. Well, then, so you finally say the truth there. That's what I asked you. Vague, Habibi. We're not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Well, either am I. But the point is, the point is uh, that uh, that's you know darn well they're going to do that. Unless you can tell me or convince me otherwise, you know what they're going to do here. And so then the, the dilemma is back to letting them stop versus getting them out of there. Nobody wants to take them. So with all of that said, IQ, then what that means is you're never going to clear the ground of civilians. That's not going to happen. Oh, you are. They are. Don't forget. They're going to the south. Gaza is going to be empty. This Gaza, we see people get confused. The Gaza enclave is the whole territory of 140 square miles. Gaza is a city. It's now with literally 90% of the population is gone. 90%. What's left are Hamas and the hostages. People forget also that every single missile that the Hamas is shooting is from a residential area. Sure. Every single one of them. Yeah. They're not in the desert and shooting. They are in the city within the civilian population. So that when Israel attacks and counterattacks, they blame Israel of human. Well, in, in Israel, in the in the United States and the Israel know every bit of this. We have satellites that ha- that cover every square inch of that area. They know exactly where the missiles and rockets are coming from. They know exactly the civilian areas they're in, which is why they're still able to get them off and fight. They know all this. They know, and when they hit back, we know what happens. Civilians are going to be killed. So then Hamas accomplishes their goal, don't they? This is war. It's not a charity. Dresden was attacked to destroy civilians. Tokyo, 90,000 people burned to death in Tokyo in one raid in one night. 90,000. Nothing to do with atom bombs. They were burned to death in a Holocaust. Same thing with Dresden. became a Holocaust. Okay? This happens in war. What did the Hamas did they expect? Israel not retaliate? I mean, what did they expect? Now, what do they have? They are going to be hunted. By the way, four of the top leaders of Hamas are already dead. That's right. That's four. Right. Yeah. Hania, the, the real bastard, is in Qatar. Right. I hope they go and find him and kill him. But well, I said that to you the other day. They should do some pinpoint accuracy and take him out. They will take him out. He is, is a walking dead man. Sooner or later, take him out. It's not a problem. But some of his family are already dead, by the way. Some right. of his family are already dead. Now, yeah. the, those Hamas uh, fighters, all their families are now in destitute. They have no water. They have no electricity. They have no heating. Uh, they have no food. And their children, they have no nappies. They've got nothing. Nothing. Zero. So what did they achieve? What did they achieve? Well, they achieved achieved everything they wanted. What do you mean by that? They didn't win. But they achieved everything. They created pain and harm onto the Israeli people. They don't care who they lost. This has been a big victory for them. Has it not? I agree with you. From a Muslim point of view, the death of every single Muslim is a blessing. Yes. It's a blessing. Right. Their civilians, when they die, they go to heaven. And they go as martyrs, martyrs. Even though they're not fighting their collateral damage, they go as martyrs. Which is what makes this war on terror so different and so unique from any other war that we would be fighting. Absolutely. It's a 
asymmetrical war, completely yeah. asymmetrical. Yeah, I mean, Those I can... Rules of engagement yeah. do not exist. No, I no. I mean, it, when you're going to battle and you embrace death, all the bets are out the window, IQ. But, but most important, if you are fighting a conventional army, you have rules of law. That's right. You don't murder your prisoners. But you are not fighting a conventional, you're fighting a terrorist army. Yeah. And terrorists in every single war, when they're captured, they're executed immediately. Yeah, all right. All right, gotcha. Stay right there, IQ. Uh, it's IQ Al Razuli. Uh, you know, uh, what's even more interesting than this is that, you know, they they go over there, they do this kind of harm, they slice the throats, they burn people alive, they terrorize them, brutalize them, rape them, mutilate them, do unspeakable things, as you call them, they're mutants, just disgusting mutants of, of, of Satan. I mean, it's just horrible what they've done. And, and then they, they execute all of this over there, uh, taking all kinds of life. They think nothing of it because they think this is, think about who would do that. Who, who, what other sort of, uh, culture in our society would do that sort of, of an act. It, it doesn't exist. And that kind of tells you what we're talking about. It's a different kind of animal. This is entirely not something of norm. And so when our governments continue to treat them as rational people and talk about rational things, it, it just, it, it defies logic, people. It defies logic. When we continue to fund all this with humanitarian aid and other things, and, and then we send all kinds of money over, pallets of cash and all this kind of thing, uh, it also defies logic. And not to understand that you have, and, and they know they have to go after the head of the state. That is the Ayatollahs in Iran. Until you put this, forget the the proxies are, they're just whatever. You Until you go after the core of the problem, you're just wasting everybody's time. And you're, you're just wasting lives. You're, that's the point I want to get across today. You're, you're wasting lives. That's all you're doing. And it's just, it's, it's, yes, it's, it's, uh, it's incredibly sad and unfortunate. But until you go after the other friends, they're coming for you. All bets are off. And they have no fear. They have no fear of death. They have no fear of anything. They, they follow their marching orders of Allah in the cult of Muhammad. And that's what this is all about. Now, uh, we, will play in a moment. So I want to play the other part of this fascinating interview uh, from this uh, Hamas son, uh, Mossab Hassan Youssef. I want you to hear what he gets into some other very interesting points here and moments here. You're, you're getting an education today on some things that uh, you might not know otherwise, but it's important to follow and connect the dots and follow the this information and details, and you'll be much more informed than anybody else that they don't understand this fight. Ignorance will not win this sort of a battle, friends. This is a battle of a lifetime. It's the battle for the it's a battle of of the world, of global fight, of jihadists who want to create a world war. And they're on their way right now to creating that by what's transpired in Israel. We are we're living we're living proof of his history is playing out in front of us right now. Just in our lives, we continue to say it. And here we are. We're living in history 
history books will be written just to hit if they if there's a world left even when we get to the other side of this hurdle. Right now, it's it's hard to even know what's going to play out here. Other people could suggest they know by looking at the Bible what's going to take place. Uh, it's it's a part of a lifetime to be sure. AmericaOutloud.news uh, is uh, shared the outlaw truth. We had some incredible conversations here since this thing has happened since the 7th of October and well before that. Uh, get this information out there to our fellow brothers and sisters uh, around the world. Help wake people up to the truth, please, the out loud truth. You can do that by sharing the truth back at AmericaOutloud.news. Articles are written to inform people, podcasts to listen to, talk radio here in real time. I mean, videos, you've got it all back there uh, to be able to share this and get people in all kinds of aspects of life. Uh, you know, we cover everything on a global scale, but also social, social cultural, healthcare, COVID, meta, everything. You, you know, that's what America Out Loud is. It's it uh, stands for truth and in, in all these areas. Uh, also, AmericaOutloud.shop is absolutely the place to get the best pricing. They've all been negotiated those discounts on all the products to live a healthy, fulfilling life. And uh, they're all discounts you get on those products. If you're fighting long COVID, you're fighting vaccine injuries, or you're fighting other problems, you want to live a healthier life, that is the place to go. AmericaOutloud.shop. It's been put together with you, you in mind. It's designed for our America Out Loud family. All the discounts are there. Take advantage of that as well. We'll take a pause now. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. 
It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Well, the headline on this show today, on the voice of a nation, is the son of a Hamas leader denounces the terror group and his own family. And uh, this is a young man, uh, Mossab Hassan Youssef. I, I'd love to get the opportunity to interview him. Uh, he is very well spoken, uh, speaks with passion from his heart. He has, uh, his life has changed dramatically, is now uh, converted to Christianity. Um, he is, uh, he's an apostate in the biggest way from his family, and uh, he's uh, asking for refuge here in uh, the United States, uh, to be sure. Uh, he's got an interesting background, uh, and um, we're going to play now this other part of that conversation. He had a very fascinating interview with Brian Kilmeade that I, I thought was very striking, did a great job on it. Let's listen to the next leg of that interview, and then we'll talk to IQR Rizzoli in moments here. Here you go. So you also believe that this isn't about the Palestinians fighting for their rights and their sovereignty. What is the real mission of Hamas, and what do they really think of the Palestinian people? You know, Hamas is not a national uh, movement. Hamas is a religious movement. Uh, with a goal to establish an Islamic state. They don't care for nationalism. Actually, they are against nationalism. With that said, uh, my understanding that they are using the Palestinian cause only to achieve their goals, so the long-term goal, you know, transforming the Middle East and the world into an Islamic uh, state. This is Hamas uh, agendas, and they are not heading, by the way. So. Uh, uh, Hamas is serving uh, foreign agendas. We're talking about Iran and we're talking about Russia lately. Hamas serve uh, uh, those parties and Iran pays them close to a billion dollars annually. Iran is the real master in this picture. Hamas does not serve the Palestinian people. Hamas serve right. Iran. Those are the masters of Hamas. So. Uh, their lie about nationalism, that they are a national movement and they care for the Palestinian people. Look at them. They are using Palestinian people as a human shield. We need to free Gaza from Hamas. This is what Israel is doing. It's doing the Palestinian people the greatest favor by uh, 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 bringing Hamas down. Then the Palestinian people, they just want to live a normal life. They don't want missiles in the most populated area on right. Earth to be launched from under hospitals, from crowded areas. Uh, and going suicidal uh, and endangering the life of the entire population Mas of Gaza. Who does that? Mas You've got to be insane to do such an operation. Right. And, and you're talking about your you family. Know, that we, used we to have to Your family them. used to believe that. And you used to believe that that was okay. And, but you don't. Uh, Masab, now, quick exit question. Around the globe and even in our capital, people are protesting for Hamas. Uh, they're saying for, for the Israel to back off and stop with the airstrikes. Well, what do you say to those protesters? What is about their mindset? Okay, l listen, I, I cannot convince uh, the, the entire world of truth. Right now, uh, people are emotional. They hate to see children dying. 
Even though, you know, Hamas is killing the people at the hospital and we have evidence of that, but they still blame Israel. People can blame whoever they want, you know, but now we have to concentrate. We have to focus. Public opinion is very important, but unfortunately, it's not uh, the time to win right. the public opinion. It's the time to win the war against the most brutal terrorist organization living today, you know. And later on, when people look back at the situation, they will understand what we were doing. We should not be afraid right. of the public opinion. We have to explain as much as we can. And you're you know, doing but that. now we have to concentrate uh, on our goals. Fascinating. Wow. IQ Al-Razuli is back with us here. IQ, he talks about uh, forgetting the public opinion, the war on public opinion. And he says we must win the war and, and not worry so much about public opinion. Uh, he's right. He's He's accurate. How do we go about that, though? We know public opinion drives most of this. How do we convince people to do what he says? To tell you the truth, I said it before in the last interview. The most sickening part, it wasn't what the acts of the Hamas only. The worst part of it is how the leftist Europeans and Americans supporting Hamas against Israel. This is more dastardly than all the acts of Hamas. Here you have educated people who are supposed to know how to read and write from the highest paid universities in the United States of America. And they support evil against good. Evil. A, 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 an Israeli woman was on YouTube and she was trying to explain to those who are supporting Hamas in 75 years, Israel never invaded a city or a town, raped their women, murdered their children, burned them alive. Never in 75 years. And you are supporting these people against us. Why? It's a good question, simple question. Jew hatred is totally irrational, but it is useful for the people who want to hate. Because Jews are 0.2% humanity. They are a minority. In Europe, the Muslims now are a majority. In America, the Muslims now are a majority. How could the Jews survive against that? You can't. Hatred in Europe was brought not by the Nazis after World War II. It was brought to Germany by the Muslims who came as guest workers from Turkey. Today, Europe has more Muslim, you call them fanatics, they're not fanatics, they're fundamentalists. And Europe will be paying a huge price already in France, in Germany, in Italy, in Brussels. Muslims are murdering people at will. And do you know when they capture them, the, uh, the ju judiciary say? Okay. They are insane. All right. Let me ask you this. They are insane. The, the conversation we're having now in identifying this, uh, the fact of what the young man says there, their goal is to establish a, an Islamic state. He calls out Hamas and his family in very explicit terms. The people we're speaking about on the other side of this, the political leaders that are in office that you say are, I mean, I, whatever, ignorant, dumb, whatever they might be. Do these people... It's either one or the other. Do they understand in real terms the information we're talking about here? Do they understand all of this and just in denial? 
or do they understand it and just take their chances and embrace uh, by supporting all of this? Or why is it that they can't see what we see and come to their senses to go after the head of the snake? They're in denial. Completely in denial. It is impossible, and I repeat the word impossible, to be a leader anywhere in the world. Watch what Muslims have been doing for the last 100 years all over the world. By the way, every single time you hear about an act of terror is committed by a Muslim. Right. Never by a Hindu, never by a Christian. So you just think they're in a, you're in a sense that they're in a, a, a state of some sort of denial, uh, specifically, but that, that, uh, uh, whatever. Den- so what does that get us? What, uh, what does that really mean? They, they don't want to admit the truth. Denial. What, what? Why in denial? They don't know how to solve the problem. For example, you have 30 million Muslims in Europe. What do you do about them, please? Tell me. And you are a leader, let's say, in France, and you have 10 million of them. What, what can you do? What can you do? I know what I should do. I know what I would do. But what can you do? I'm asking you because you are not, you're not me. What yeah. will you do? You, well. you are an American. And you know that every single mosque in America yeah. incites the people who come to them to destroy America. Well, let, let, you, when what you say, you what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Let, let me say this. Let, 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 here's the tough part of this conversation. If, if, if it is a known fact that people want to kill you to be dead, you either have to kill or be killed. Is that not the, is that not the equation? That's the logic, yes. That's what I'm asking. When I say to you all the time, and I tell listeners, uh, let's give them their wish. I've said that multiple times. You've heard me on broadcast very directly say, let's give them their wish. If they, they live to die, that's what they want. I love, I love it. I love it. I agree with you. By the way, the irony is this. After you kill them, they demonstrate in anger. Well, why are you demonstrating in anger when you said you want to be to die as a shaheed, as a martyr, and we are fulfilling it for you? All we are doing is simplifying the connection between you and Allah. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the, are you angry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the people that are alive in that in that group. You're saying would, would because if you're dead, you can't uh, protest, obviously, right? Uh, uh, you know, you bring up an interesting point, IQ. That uh, you know, you that we give them what they want there, and those people still protest in it. Well, you know, all bets are off at that point. Uh, you know. This uprising in the Arab community we've been seeing since the hospital incident and the the the, the uh, outside of embassies, the U.S. embassies in Beirut and in uh, in Turkey and all kinds of things are happening here. Again, the Palestinians are all over the place, a lot in the West, as you've already indicated. So what are our options right now? Getting right to the point and crux of this thing is. We've already talked the last couple of days and identified the military people we had on identified that this administration does not have the courage or the fortitude to go after Iran. They have been partnering with Iran. Biden is just a third term of Obama. Obama created the whole program and played right in there. You know, people argue all the time about Obama. I was thinking earlier today, you people argue whether he's a Muslim or not. You say what? I always said he's a Muslim, and I know he's a Muslim. I don't care because he doesn't go to uh, the mosque. Taqiyya. You heard the word taqiyya? You know what it means? 
So, so you're you're confident he's he's a Muslim. No, I'm asking you a question. Do you know what taqiyah means? Explain. Subterfuge. It's mandated in the Quran. It says in the Quran, if when you are a Muslim and you are a minority in among other non-Muslims right. and you are afraid for your life, right. you pretend you are part and parcel of them. For example, a Muslim can sit down with you and eat pig's meat, prohibited. He would drink wine with you, prohibited. But for as long, the Quran tells you, for as long as in your heart of heart you are a Muslim, everything is allowed. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is taqiyah, subterfuge. Taqiyah. It is enshrined okay. in the Quran. It's enshrined in the hadith. So there's a lot of trickery within all of this. So you can never believe them is what you're saying. You cannot believe them simply because they will not talk to you because you're not a human being. As a, in, in Understood, understood. So find anything with you, but they don't have to keep it. All right. So back to the core of the fight then. So as we're dealing with Hamas in, in, in uh, Gaza, and we've got the Hezbollah is hedging their bets up here in the north. We talked explicitly about whether they make their move or not. Iran is over here using all of this to create this massive Arab war. He's got every, they've got everybody on edge, even in our capital and throughout the college universities. I mean, it should be clear to everybody at this point who is the culprit of this, it's in Tehran. So there is no other option but to go after Tehran. Is that a correct statement? It's the simplest one. You cut the head of the snake, you have no more problem. But you've got to cut the head. By the way, you will save your you're free, you will free 80 million Iranians. Right, right. You will free them. This is an remarkable result. Well, think about that. Just that little bit back to what you're saying there, strategically, militarily, the small amount of deaths within the Ayatollahs that would be created from taking that out, you would save countless millions more. Is that a correct statement? 80 million, 80, 80 million. Yes. Mm -hmm. Countless more. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. worth it. Yeah. That's and the question right there. Most of these 80 million, especially the young ones, hate Islam more you than you and I. Why? Because for 44 years, all they had is subjugation, subjugation, subjugation. Right, right. But, but they can never admit that, correct? Of course not. Nobody no. in the West will admit it. Nobody right. in any administration will admit it. Right, right, right. Obama had a chance in, two, what was it, 2019? Right. To help the Iranian people. He didn't. That's right. Massacred. We talked about it on air here. You're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Biden did the same thing only recently. Yeah, there's an, a big uprising throughout Iran. A lot of young people there. Iran it was very, had a great about a culture. If you look back at some of the images back in the 70s. They hate Islam. They were dressing very Western style. They were looking very Western style. They were, uh, it, it's quite fascinating, huh, IQ? Yes, of course. I'm telling you, under the Shah, you, they were more westernized than western girls i promise yeah you. yeah i don't know why you always use the word of course i'm not sure why you do that because this is the information we talk about is not really of course uh i don't i don't like those words we want to educate people like you it's never of course it's okay. this is why it's done well no i have to point this out because people use it all the time and i don't really understand why it's not of course nothing is of course here if everything was of course everybody would know everything we wouldn't have to do this brother Case closed, right? All right. So nothing is, of course. Yeah, we're trying to educate people as to what is really going on here. 
And in order to do that, you have to dive deeper and really uh, surround the problem with things that you, you're far more knowledgeable about this than about everybody. And so you're going to know things that are, of course, to you. And I see that in our other walks of life, too, here. People do that. It's a, it's a strange phenomenon. But anyways, it is really about educating folks. So really, it's got to come back to going after that, uh, to the Ayatollah's regime, going after the head of the snake in Iran. Anything short of that, we're just pussyfooting around, wasting time, money, treasure, and human lives. Is that a correct statement? Of course. And I'll tell you something. Between American power and uh, Israeli power, they can get the Ayatollahs out in no time. In no time, at the, with the minimum of damage, I promise you. Now, now hold on. Go further. Explain that point, please, in our last time here, Look, our last minute. Israel is prepared, is coiled to attack. America has got to give, it to give her the green light and maybe the correct bombs to be used instead of nuclear ones. That's all. When I made the statement the other day that it could be a blessing of Hezbollah edged the bets and attacked for the reason you just stated, that really was what I was saying, correct? That's it. That's, that's smart, right? It's not a blessing if Israel retaliates with atomic weapons. I promise you, it's not a blessing. It's a blessing if America destroys Hezbollah. Then it will be a blessing for the whole of the Middle East, especially for Lebanon. But we state all the time Israel has to defend itself. Leave America out of the equation. You've said many times to me uh, Israel can handle Hezbollah and Iran. Is that yes or no? It's yes and no. The problem is Iran, you've got to her, put her on the side at the moment. Hezbollah is more dangerous to Israel at the moment than Iran. Hezbollah has got 150,000 rockets and missiles. Right. They, their destructive power, even the Iron Dome will not be able to cope with. Look, before we used to say she could go on three fronts. Right. Conventionally, yes. But with mo modern technology, with modern mis missiles and drones, the probabilities are not the same. Yeah, I They're hear not you. The same. Yeah. Not no, the I, same. I, I understand loud and clear. IQ Al Brazuli, thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, what, a, what a very uh, interesting conversation. And I, I really wanted to bring this other interview with the young man uh, to light. Uh, and uh, and really talk about that a bit, where he talks about uh, creating establishing the Islamic State. That is the fight of terror. That is what's happening here. That is the fight that what Gaza is. People ask, what is Gaza all about? You just heard in the last hour what Gaza is all about. What is Hamas all about? You just heard what Hamas is all about. What's Iran up to? You just heard what Iran is up to. Is Hezbollah going to hedge the bets? We've just discussed it in full. What's the game plan and the goal? You now know what that is. You've been educated, folks, to the nth degree, and you know far more than the people around you based on this fight here today. And now it is time to continue to push leaders to do something about it, get involved, share the information, educate people, educate, educate, educate on the out loud truth. Thank you for joining me here on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.